And we're broadcasting live from the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention in Kansas City, Missouri. Joining us now, our good friend, Dr. Paul Sunberg with the Swine Health Information Center. Dr. Sunberg, it is uh, great to catch up with you in person today, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Jesse. It's good to be here with you. I appreciate the time. We have plenty of things to discuss with what is going on with swine health. And I want to highlight something real quick first, uh, uh, the Wean to Harvest program. I know I've talked about this with uh, Dr. Megan Niederwerder, but for folks who maybe uh, didn't catch that interview, can you uh, bring us up to speed? What is uh, kind of the premise behind this program? Yes, one of the things that Swine Health Information Center does and is responsible for is taking a look at data in the swine industry mm-hmm. and and analyzing what's going on. Um, our data show that when um, we get infections into our breeding herds, usually that's preceded by the same infection, same type of infection in a finishing floor near the breeding herd. Way back in the day um, in Pseudorabies eradication, um, that was a the last step of the PRV eradication. We realized that the breeding herds that we were depopulating were getting pseudorabies from the finishing herds. So we had to go in the finishing herds and vaccinate them in order to protect the breeding herd. We had an outbreak of disease in the Midwest that we did an analysis of and found that uh, the disease was moving from finishing floor to finishing floor laterally instead of, of uh, from the farrowing house to the to the finishing floor itself. Mm-hmm. And this is all those things come together and say, you know, we really have to try to make progress in finishing floor biosecurity. One yeah. of the biggest issues we've got is labor issues in the industry. And so um, there's a lot of people that are moving from farm to farm. We're trying to figure out uh, if we can find technologies mm-hmm. or ways that we can minimize that movement, that we can get around the, the labor shortage and help protect the finishing herd. That's our idea. Well, it's uh, it's great stuff, and it's just all part of the the whole chain. Obviously, when it comes to biosecurity on the farm, it's you know with so many diseases roaming around, which we'll talk about in a second. It's just like I said, it's one part of the chain. It's very it's very important to the end result of keeping yeah. our animals healthy. And and really, that's the point. Is there's so many diseases roaming around? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's so many diseases roaming around that this is preparation. You know, we're, we're, yeah, we've got a problem now. We've got to do better. But this is preparation for something else that may come at us, and we've got to be prepared for that. I want to talk some diseases. Um, I know we'll get to things like ASF in a minute, but I know something uh, close to home for many uh, growers in the uh, Midwest, PERS, has yeah. been an issue. What's the latest there? Yeah, we're finding more and more PERS. Of course, this is the season now yep. that we're getting into closing up the barns. But we're getting more outbreaks of PERS in Missouri and Nebraska, South Dakota. Um, so it's ramping up. We've got strains, different strains that are moving around the country. Um, uh, the way that we work with veterinary diagnostic labs gives us information about those strains and their virulence and how fast they move. Um, and then, like I said, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Dakota right now are hot spots. What are some things that uh, producers can do to try and minimize the spread of PERS? You know, one of the best things you can do is talk to your neighbor mm-hmm. and find out what's going on around you. Um, because if you if you just sit and and don't know what's happening around you, then you're vulnerable. If you talk to your neighbors, you talk to your veterinarian, have him talk to other vets, him, him or she talk to other vets, and um, find out what's going on around you, what's in the area, because that'll inform you and that'll help you 
as a producer. Help uh, uh, do everything you can to keep it out of your herd. African swine fever, I know, has kind of been the headline disease here for the last couple of years. Still not in the U.S., thankfully. Uh, what are some of the latest you're hearing on ASF, Paul? Yeah, ASF still very alive and well in, in Eastern Europe. It's moving through China, Southeast Asia. It keeps uh, going there. Um, it's jumped to Italy, that type of thing. It's jumped across Germany. It's um, uh, jumped, of course, to the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Uh, one of the things that that is of a, a, a lot of concern is the way that it jumps is probably through infected meat. It's not a food safety issue, so I can eat a sandwich fine. But if uh, if it has ASF in it and a pig eats it, it'll get sick. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the concerning things is trying to prevent the spread through that contaminated meat. Shoot, um, the UK just just. Uh, um, the UK just stopped two tons of illegal meat that was headed into the country from Eastern Europe. And you, so you go from that kind of level of, of tonnage to a sandwich. And, and any of those can be a risk, and that's a big deal. That's, that's probably one of the most important things that we've got going on in trying to prevent it from getting into the U.S. If I remember right as well, I think feed has also been a, a little bit of an issue. There's been some talk about it maybe coming in feed as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in 2013, when we got porcine epidemic diarrhea, PED, mm -hmm. the most probable, we don't have a smoking gun, but the sure. most probable way it got in here was in some feed product. So we've done a lot of research to figure out if ASF can survive in feed, how long it can survive in feed at different temperatures, what we can do about that. And yeah, it does. It can survive in feed. That's probably a very low risk of something coming in. But the problem is that even a low risk has a very high consequence. So you can't ignore it and say, well, it's a low risk, so it's okay. We'll just focus on something else. You've got to, you've got to look at all of the risks, and feed could be one of them. Very true. Other diseases you're watching, I know uh, we were chatting before we jumped on air, foot and mouth disease, uh, Japanese uh, encephalitis yeah. as well. Uh, latest updates on yeah. those. So. Um, Japanese encephalitis and foot and mouth disease are all in the area of Australia and Indonesia right now. Australia went through an outbreak of Japanese encephalitis um, during their last summer, which was our winter, uh, really severe in February and March. It really blew up there. It causes pigs to um, abort. It causes reproductive problems in pigs. They've had a lot of that problem, mm -hmm. it, but it's also a human problem. Sure. They have people die. And so what we've been working on with JEV, with Japanese encephalitis virus, is, um, uh, again, we, we've got to understand what's going on in Australia so we can learn the lessons, keep it from getting here, make sure we're prepared should it get here and we can respond quickly. Um, foot and mouth disease in Indonesia, right by Australia, is a big deal for them. Uh, a really severe outbreak of FMD in Indonesia, an international effort to get vaccine in there to help control it. Australia's really worried about it because that's the next thing that could come in there. And so um, we're watching that situation. And again, there are lessons to be learned wherever we are. 
Paul, I know as well, if folks want to stay up to date with the research that you guys are doing at Schick, uh, a lot of great resources you have online, swinehealth.org, I believe. That's correct? right, swinehealth.org. It's right there. And if anybody has any ideas about what we should be doing, especially for next year as we're putting our plan together for next year, my contact information is right there at swinehealth.org, and I'd love to hear ideas. Fantastic. Always appreciate the time. Great to catch up with you here during NAFB, sir, and uh, enjoy the rest of your time here, and I know we'll talk again soon. I will. I appreciate the opportunity, Jesse. Thanks. Dr. Paul Sundberg with the Swine Health Information Center here as we broadcast live from the NAFB convention in Kansas City, Missouri.